0: Hello, good to see you guys. I uh, woke up this morning and I saw the weather and I thought nobody's gonna show up today. Uh, So thank you for showing up. Um, My name is Justin, I am the uh, youth pastor here at Connect. um, And I'm gonna be preaching today, I'm really excited about it. Um, But if it's your first time and you don't know, we do have a lead pastor, Um, his name is Dave Jane. And I figured that whether you've heard him a lot, or whether you've never heard him before, you should at least hear from him um, a little bit today. So uh, would you go ahead and invite um, and and give a round of applause for Dave as he comes to the stage here. So um, I have a verse that I'm kind of going to be preaching about today, and I'm going to kind of structure everything around, but instead of me reading it, um, I figured it'd be best if Dave would read it. Does that sound good? So, Dave, this is your mic here, um, and we've got this mic for you.
1: I found out about this ten minutes ago, so I don't know exactly what's going so on here. But
0: I need you to go ahead and put these headphones on, both of them. There you go. And then I need you to put these headphones. I need you to put these headphones on as well. OK, And I have a verse here. Um, it's, gonna, it's a great verse. It's a great uh, passage, and we're going to get Dave we're going to get Dave to read it here. So if you want to just go ahead and uh, start at the beginning there and just read it right into the mic, go ahead.:
1: As soon as Judas left the room, Jesus said, The time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory, and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the Son, he will give his own glory to the Son, and he will do so at once. Dear children, I will be with you only <laughs> a little longer, and as long as I s- told the <laughs> Jewish leaders. Okay, thank stop.
0: you. You can go ahead and stop. Can you guys give a round of applause for Dave here? Thanks, Dave. Thanks. I appreciate it. You can go ahead and you can take those with you. you. You can take those with you and go ahead. I'll, ex- I'll explain a little bit. He said, "You're going to explain why I was talking like this, right?" So, uh, if you've never heard Dave speak, he does talk funny. Um, he does have—he um, does sound funny, but he doesn't always sound quite that funny. He can usually read Bible verses pretty well, um, but there was a reason why he couldn't, and we'll get that um, to that here in a second. Um, But like I said, I'm the youth pastor here at Connect, um, and we have an awesome youth group. Um, The kids in our youth group are great. Um, And something that we've been focusing on over this past couple months since the school year started was this idea um, of being Jesus to the people around us. You see, we've uh, tried to make it that what we believe in and church and stuff like that doesn't just happen when we're in youth group together, when we're gathering, but our job is to actually go out and show Jesus to people and to have conversations with people and to love people. And that's what we've been focusing on. Um, But the main problem with this is that this isn't something that comes naturally. Uh, Thinking about other people and going and talking uh, to other people isn't something that is natural for us. Because as humans, our natural instinct is to be thinking inward is to be thinking all about ourselves instead of the people around us, the people that we're talking to, the people that we're interacting with. Um, So what happened with Dave here, I'm sure you're wondering, is what Dave was using was something called a speech jammer. So what a speech jammer does is it's whether it's in headphones like we did. Um, you can actually get guns, these speech jamming guns that you can shoot at people while they're speaking. Um, I wanted to get one of those, but they were Dave didn't approve the budget. I'm sure on that they're really expensive. And what these do, these speech jammers or these speech guns, whatever uh, whatever you have, they take what you're saying and they play it back to you milliseconds later. So. What Dave, when he is trying to talk, as soon as a word comes out of his mouth, he hears it again in his ears. And what happens is it causes your brain to not be able to talk at all. You talk in a monotone voice. You're like mumbling. You're trying to get your words out. You can't do it. You, you saw at the very end there, it actually causes you to stop talking. You feel like you're talking. You feel like you're saying th- something, but you're just sitting there in silence, and you can't, you can't understand anything. It's a really weird thing. Um, I'll have you guys, we'll have it available if you guys wanna try it after uh, service or stuff. But it is really weird. It's hard to understand. But the reason why you can't talk, the reason why you can't understand it is because you're listening to yourself. And this is the same uh, problem I think we get with the reason why we can't share Jesus with people and the reason why we can't be Christ to people is because we're constantly thinking inward. And like I said, this is a natural instinct. This is something that we can't help, um, or this is something that we're born with. We're constantly thinking about ourselves. You think as a baby, um, as a young kid, you don't have to train them to think about themselves. It just comes naturally. So how do we overcome this? Uh, how do we kind of get into this idea of trying to think about other people and not just about ourselves? And the only way to do that, the only way that we are gonna be able to start thinking about the other people around us instead of ourself first is by a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if we put our main goal and our main focus on running after Jesus, on attention to having a relationship with Him, we begin to look more like Jesus. And when we begin to look more like Jesus, we start stop. We stop thinking about ourselves, and we start thinking about the people around us. And that's kind of the main um, goal that we have been talking about as a youth group. We've been talking about this over and over again. We've been saying this stuff. Um, so this message here all revolves around that. It's kind of a a bunch of messages crammed together that we've been talking about. So youth students, you've heard this before, you need to hear it again. Uh, Non-youth students, um, aka all you other old people, uh, you may not have heard this before, but you need to hear it. Um, Me preaching, I've said this a million times, I'm still not good at it. It's still not something that I'm good at. But before we kind of get into this and, and, and get going, I think we need, to, um, we need to first kind of identify a couple things. Maybe um, identify a couple words. So I think there is two different things between a Christian and somebody who follows Christ. Now, I know this sounds, uh, this sounds like, aren't those the same thing? And sometimes they are. Sometimes a Christian And a person who follows Christ is the same thing, but sometimes it's not. Because I think a lot of times uh, what we fall into as um, what we're doing right now, coming to church, uh, we fall into a title, a title of Christianity. And that is something that we title and we put on ourselves and we call ourselves Christians. But it's not something that we do. It's not a way of life. It's not a verb of actually following Christ. You see, in the Bible, Jesus came, and he, and he had conversations with people, and he had disciples, and what did he do? He went up to the disciples and said, would you like to become a Christian? No. He didn't ask people to become Christians. He asked people to follow him, and that is the big difference between that. Um, As we lean more into Jesus and as we search to try to be more like Jesus, we begin to to get this idea of following Jesus. It's not about the things we do. It's not about the labels we have, but it's about the actual act of following and doing the things that Jesus did. So why is this an issue? This is an issue I think that we're dealing with as a church. And when I say as a church, I don't mean just us as a church. I mean the global church um, of Christians, the church all around us. You see, if you go on the street right now, um, I was in downtown Chicago uh, this week and we were walking around, there's people all over. So just imagine right now you're in downtown Chicago and you go up and you interview 20 different people and you ask them one question, you ask them, what is a Christian? If you ask 20 different people, what is a Christian, you are, gonna get, you are going to get 20 different answers. The reason why you're gonna get 20 different answers is because the way people define what a Christian is is based off of the Christians that they've met in the past. And a lot of times this isn't a great thing. Uh, sometimes it's a good thing. Uh, maybe they had a great run-in with somebody. But a lot of times it's not. And that's why this word Christian is gonna mean something different to so many people. Maybe uh, they had a stepfather that was abusive that was a Christian. And all growing up the the label Christian is what they associated with their stepfather. Maybe uh, the Christian was the person that from sixth grade all the way through twelfth grade was a bully and bullied them all the way through school and now when they hear that word Christian they have a negative aspect of that. They see bully instead of seeing Christ follower. And for those of you who are in the room, first of all, if you aren't a Christ follower, if you just got dragged here, um, welcome. Thanks you, thank you for being here. Um, I'd like to say on behalf of um, myself, on all Christians, if I can do that, Christ, Christians, Christ followers, whatever you've kind of um, heard that as, I'm sorry, as Christ followers, we have not done a good job at showing you who Christ is. We have not done a good job at showing you who the actual person of Christ is and what it looks like to follow him. And for those of you who uh, you do want to follow Christ, you do want to follow him, um, you try to do this. Let's do a better job at representing who Christ is, because right now we haven't done a great job. Um, I'm sure you've heard of this guy, Gandhi. Who's ever heard of Gandhi. Gandhi has a great quote um, that's a little bit hard to swallow. It says, I like your Christ, I do not like your Christians. Your Christians look nothing like your Christ. And um, coming from somebody who grew up in the church, coming from somebody who has been a Christian uh, since I was five years old, um, all the way to now being a pastor, this is something that's difficult. Why, uh, why don't we look like Christ? If we call ourselves a Christian, that should mean that we are a Christ follower. That's what that should mean. And um, so I'm sure you're asking, like, maybe you're not fully understanding what this means. You're not getting the the distinction. Um, this is what this means. If you are looking at it from a label, if you are looking at Christianity as a label that you have, as a title, you are looking at it as just a religion. When you look at Christianity as a religion, your goal is to be more Christian. When you look at following Christ as a relationship with him, your goal is to be more like Christ. Pretty simple. When you look at Christianity as a religion, as a title, we make sure that everybody around us That we talk to, everybody on our Facebook, everybody on Instagram, they know the things that we stand against. They know the things that we fight for and that we don't like, and they know all the rules. But when we're a Christ follower, we start telling people how much we love them. We start telling people the things we stand for and not the things we stand against. We start being Christ to people. We start loving people. Justin talked about it before, that unconditional love that we are supposed to show to every single person, whether we agree with them or not. When you're a Christian and you look at this as a religion, you see this right now that we're doing as church. You see this as showing up on Sunday morning or Sunday night for a youth group or whenever it is, As we show up, we gather here, and we have church, and we hear about Jesus. But when you're a Christ follower, and you have a relationship with him, you understand that we are the church. And church starts when we leave these doors, and when we go into our schools, when we go into our workplaces, when we go into our families, that is where the church happens. We are the church. It's a different way of looking at it. So which one of these do we have? How do we know if what I have um, is a relationship with Jesus? Or how do I know if what I have is a relationship with religion? And the number one way that I think of understanding this and the number one way of knowing whether your relationship is with a religion or with a person is by one question I want you to ask yourself. Is what you're following... Is what you're calling yourself only affecting you, or is it having a greater impact on the people that you're coming in contact with? Is what you believe and the way that you act in the relationship with Jesus affecting other people around you or just yourself? Because if it's only affecting yourself, then your relationship isn't with Jesus, it's with the religion. Because when our relationship is with Jesus. And when we strive to be more like Him, we begin to love people. We begin to ask the next question. We begin to start seeing people for more than just an object. We start seeing people for who they are. We start loving them the way that Jesus loved. You see, at Connect, We have a mission statement. And Justin said it here before. um, And this is something that we started out the church with six years ago. Right before we even started, our mission statement was this it was to connect our community to Christ. Now, um, this is an amazing mission statement. It's simple, super easy to get, super easy to understand. Our goal as Connect Church is to connect our community to Christ. And I grew up in churches, um, and if you look at a couple other churches kind of in the area, maybe they're similar to us, a lot of these mission statements are pretty similar to this. Connecting our community to Christ, they may word it a little bit different, whatever. But it's a very simple idea, but the problem with this is the way that we execute that. And myself growing up all the way through church, uh, and it's something that I'm still trying to understand um, how this means, is what does connecting our community to Christ mean? And I think for a lot of us, connecting our community to Christ um, is Dave's job. He stands up here on a Sunday morning, and he tells people about Jesus. And he goes over and, and what's in the Bible, and he connects our community to Christ. Maybe Justin, who was just leading here, uh, we think it was Justin's job to connect our community to Christ. And we look at him and say, he's doing a really good job of that. We have a great worship band. He's connecting our community to Christ. We look at our kids uh, workers out there and they're connecting um, our kids to Christ, a huge part of our community. They're connecting our kids to Christ and we can look at our youth leaders. They're connecting our youth to Christ. And that's where we stop. We don't take this on um, as something that is our job to connect our community to Christ. You see, like I said earlier, it is all of our jobs as people sitting here as Christ followers to be connecting our community to Christ. We have an awesome uh, new building coming up that we are going to start renovating here pretty soon. In the next year or so, we're going to be moving in, and it's going to be um, awesome. I am super excited about it. We've been looking at plans and all that stuff, and you guys, it's going to be an amazing environment. It's going to be a great place where people can come on Sunday morning. People can come throughout the week. But just like the school that we're in right now, the building is gonna be the same thing. And that's just a building. Our building is going to help us put things in place to connect our community to Christ. But a new building isn't going to connect our community to Christ. Someone speaking isn't gonna connect our community to Christ. What we do is what is gonna connect our community to Christ. So how do we do that? What does that look like? I know maybe a lot of you, are sitting here like, there's no way I'm gonna do that. It's just not gonna happen. I don't know how to talk to people. I stutter all the time. I sound like Dave with the speech thing. Some of you are like, that's how I sound all the time. And I think that's where we get hung up. We get hung up thinking that it's just, uh, maybe if we don't know the right thing to say, we just don't say anything at all. Or we don't know like, exactly what all these verses are, so we don't say anything at all. But I think if we take a look in the Bible at um, the number one person that's gonna help us look like Christ, Christ, and see how he interacted with people, see how he um, talked to people, and I think one thing that was one of the biggest things that Jesus did was that he simply noticed people. He just noticed people. He took the time to see people. He took the time not just to see the popular people, not just the people that were running in his face, but the people who everyone ignored, the people who everybody thought weren't good enough, the people who, thought were, who everybody thought were sinners. He noticed people. And in, uh, in, in youth over the past couple months, we've been doing a series um, on this book called 42 Seconds. Now, I'm not gonna go super in-depth into this because um, we might kind of talk about this later um, in Connect. But what this book is, um, there was this really unscientific method. You can shoot holes in this thing the whole time, but just go with me. So what the author of this book did was he took, him and his assistants took every single conversation that Jesus had in the Bible, everything that we have, and they wrote it out, wrote out the exact conversation, and then multiple times they timed themselves reading these conversations. Reading these conversations and they timed them, and then they took those all together, um, they averaged them, and the average time for a conversation that Jesus had with people was 42 seconds long. And this whole thing we've been talking about is having meaningful conversations with people. And we think that a meaningful conversation so many times has to be, hey, would you wanna go to coffee and sit down for a half an hour and we open the Bible and we read scripture and I get you saved. And as soon as we think of that, we're like, not happening. I don't know all that stuff. Or we think we have to uh, ask them all their problems and we have to have answers for them. Or we have to defend um, all these questions they have. You see, if we look at the way Jesus acted, that wasn't what he was doing most of the time. What Jesus was doing most of the time was just having conversations with people, having what we call meaningful conversations. See, a meaningful conversation is a conversation that is meaningful to the person you're having it with, not to you. I think too many times we walk away from conversations and we judge whether that was a good conversation, whether that was a meaningful conversation based off of how we feel about it. Coming back to the beginning, based off of, oh, was that meaningful to me? No, a meaningful conversation is meaningful to the people that we're having it with, if it was meaningful to them. And every conversation that Jesus had was meaningful to the people around him. Every single one. See, Jesus understood that it didn't have to take a, a long sermon to point people to the Father. It didn't have to take a huge thing to have, he didn't have to sit and do um, you know, uh, all these five points and walk through this and walk through that and well, do you believe this and do you believe this and let me tell you what the scripture says about this. He didn't need that. He just needed to notice people. And I think this is something that we can all do. This is something that um, I've been trying to do, and like I said, it doesn't come natural. But when you start to see people around you, and it doesn't have to be um, on a crazy level, but just noticing people, just saying hi, acknowledging the waiter, these little things make a big difference. You see, in a uh, youth group, we've been trying to do this more. We've been trying to do these little things that hopefully uh, will make a bigger difference. We'll hopefully be pointing people towards Christ. Meaningful conversations. On the first week of school, we went out. It was like 95 degrees the first week of school. It was terrible. It was terrible because it was super hot and it was the first week of school. And we went outside um, after school After the first Friday, and we, uh, me along with um, a few high school students, uh, they came out early, and we had ice cappuccinos and cups all over this giant table, just waiting. And as all of the high schoolers um, in Washington High School walked out of high school, they all walked by, they had to walk through the crosswalk that's there, you know, and they had to walk by this table, and on the front of the table, it just said one thing. It said, free iced coffee. That's it. And everybody would walk by and they'd pause and they'd be like, every single person said almost the exact same thing. And I'll, I'll tell you this conversation, almost the exact same thing. I said, what's this? So it's iced coffee. You want one? Is it free? Yeah, it's free. Oh, sh- sure. They walk over and they take one. They'd be like, well, what's this for? We say, "It's for you. And they'd be like, for me? Like, yeah, iced coffee for you. Take one, free. Your friend, does he want one? Yeah, okay, great. It's for me. Well, why? Why are you doing this? And the response that we gave them was pretty simple. We said, uh, it's 90 degrees. I like iced coffee on a 90 degree day. We figured you guys would too. So we made some for you. And they were just like, they were so amazed that somebody would take time just to give them a free iced coffee. What we didn't do was set up a huge banner behind us that said, Connect Youth. Come to our next event. Let me tell you about Jesus. Hey, check out this scripture. We just handed an iced coffee. Probably 90% of the people that we handed iced coffees to had no idea who we were. They probably still don't know who we are. But we do these small little things that just show people that we care about them, that we noticed that they would be hot on a 90 degree day and we figured they'd like some iced coffee. We throw events um, as youth all the time. We have these events that we, did, we just did a big uh, trampoline party lock-in last weekend. We had a lock-in, it was great. We were there from 11.30 at night all the way until five in the morning. Uh, we had the entire trampoline park to ourselves. It was a great time. Um, we didn't preach a sermon. We didn't have a worship. We didn't like stop and get into small groups and read the Bible. We simply just jumped on trampolines and had fun. But as we jumped on trampolines and had fun, we were able to talk to people. We were able to hang out with people. We were able to have conversations like, hey, how's it going? What's, you know, what's going on with this? How'd, how'd football season go? What are you excited for? How's the semester going? We had these small things after parties. We throw big parties after all the home games um, where we open up the Connect Center and we've got food and nachos and games and all this crazy stuff. Just to create environments to get in front of people to have small, 42-second, meaningful conversations. So my question for you is where in your life, where um, in, in what you're doing can you fit into this? Where can you start having more meaningful conversations with the people around you? With the coworker that maybe you don't talk too much because they're um, kind of whatever, they annoy you. Maybe it's to that uh, person that sits alone um, at the lunch table at school. Maybe it's a family member that um, has told you over and over again that they don't want to hear anything about uh, this Christianity that you speak of, this Jesus that you speak of. And they walk away and they, maybe those are the people we need to start having these conversations with. And not saying, hey, let's read this verse together, but just saying, hey, how are you? Noticing people, loving people. In a second here, I'm going to ask the band uh, to go ahead and come up, and we're going to sing just that last song uh, one more time. Um, but before we do that, I think we need to kind of take a step back and say, okay, meaningful conversations. That's good. I, I, that makes sense. But what happens when those don't work? But what happens when I try to have a meaningful conversation with somebody, and they're just like, nope, not happening? What happens? You see, um, a few months ago now, um, my son, I have a two-year-old son, and, and a few months ago, he just started um, kind of talking, and he was starting to say these things, and he would ask for certain things, and we couldn't understand anything he was saying at all. And one day, uh, we're sitting in the living room, and uh, my wife Caitlin was like making dinner or something like that. She was off in the kitchen or somewhere else, um, and I was taking care of Rowan. And I'm sitting there, and we're watching um, we're watching this TV show together. I think it was it was a game or something like that. We're watching a game, and um, we're sitting there watching. And he just have you ever like spoken to a two year old? It's very difficult, Um, and he's just crying, "Ah," and he's just bawling, and he's just like running around, like doesn't know where he's going. He's just all over the place. He's all over the place, and um, I'm like, do you want, do you want something to eat? He's like, yeah, 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 bite, bite. That's what he calls, that's what he says when he wants something to eat, bite, bite. I'm like, okay, fine. So I go, and I get him like a snack, and I'm like, here you go, here you go, and I give him the bite, And he, as soon as I go to hand it to him, he's like, no, no, and just bawling, bawling. And I'm like, okay, you don't want to bite. And I'm just like, stop crying. I'm trying to watch the game right now. I gave you a stupid bar. Now eat it so I can finish this game. And he's just crying and crying, and I'm just like, just go play, go play, go play, go play. And and he just kept crying, kept crying, laying. And he's just yelling. He's saying something. I just can't even understand what he's saying. I'm like, well, maybe he's thirsty. Maybe he wants a drink. So I'm like, okay, let's get him a drink. So I go in and he's got a little sippy cup and I'm filled with water and I bring it to him. And he's just freaks out even more, screaming and yelling. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous and I'm sitting here and I'm checking my Instagram and I'm going through and I'm texting back some people that I needed to. Um, and again, he is not letting me watch this game whatsoever that I wanted to see. Um, and I'm trying to see this game and I'm like, kid, drink the water, eat the bar. I even got him milk. I was like, maybe he, doesn't, maybe he wants milk, he doesn't want water. So I got him some milk. Um, And I give this to him, and he is just freaking out. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So I was like, I'm going to do something about this. And I threw my phone across the room, and I turned the TV off because I couldn't hear it anyway. And I walked down, silence. He's just looking at me. Instantly stopped. And he's sitting there looking at me and just the biggest smile on his face. And in that instant, what I realized was that what my son needed wasn't a snack. What my son needed wasn't a drink. What my son needed wasn't some extra toys to play with or a special show to watch. What my son needed was my attention. What my son needed was for me to be present. And this is probably the biggest thing that I personally struggle with and that I see kind of our community struggling with um, and I see the church struggling with is that we are so consumed with so many things that we fail to notice people and we fail to just be present with the people that are around us. And when we take the time to put our phones in our pockets, to turn the TV off, to stop thinking about what we have at work the next day, and to think solely about the people that we are having conversations with, our conversations will become more meaningful. And when we stop looking at what we are as a title, a Christian, and start looking at what we have as a relationship, and as we start running after that relationship with Jesus Christ, we start to look more like him. And when we start to look more like him, we start to notice people more, we are more present, and we start to have more meaningful conversations. So we're gonna sing this last song, and it just says, I wanna be more like Jesus. And I think that is my prayer. I know that is my prayer. And I want you guys, as we sing this next song, to say, God, God, How can I be more like Jesus? How can I care more about the people around me? How can I care more about my relationship with you than about the rules, than about the title of Christian, than about the religion? So go ahead and stand with us as we sing this song and then I'll come and I'll pray for us and close out.